Welcome to Devil Advocates Binge Bites. It's just another formula we cooked up to get information into your dome and make laughs drop out of your face. Uh, it's our perspective that we spend on all of our longer format shows just in a shorter format. Today on DA Binge Bites, uh, Binge Bites. Today on BA, BA, CA, DA. Okay, today on DA Binge Bites, we have an interview with an individual who, like Martin Luther, Nailing his 95 thesis on the door of All Saints Church on All Hallows Eve, this man decided to nail the name of racists in comedy on the door of To All Our Lives Facebook. Our audience knows him as an advocatus diaboli on our legendary excommunication of Dave Chappelle episode. Comedy heads in New York may know him as the founder of the Harlem Comedy Festival. Welcome back, Neruda Williams. Clap it up, audience. Hey. <laughs> so uh, uh, before these past few weeks, you were already infamous in many circles for uh, always wanting to be starting something. And then uh, George Floyd happened and then the world went on fire. Then Candace Owens went out the side of her face and cop apologists started to uh, kick it into high gear. And uh, so that's the kind of soup that you were in. What did you decide to do? Well, in that, I mean, moment. Well, the, the first thing I did was um, was just really be traumatized for from because I woke up to that video of the murder, and right. Um, the first thing I did was actually I made a, a meme of Amy Cooper at leading to um, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin, or whatever. Um, on on George Floyd's neck, and so that yeah. was the first thing. Was just it was just about like look at look at look at the whole picture here. Look at look at right how this all is these, directly connected. This is directly connected, and look at how all of these things. What the outcome is? The outcome is dead black bodies, and right. Um, and so I, I was just dealing with that, and then I started to. Obviously, I was angry. Obviously, I was I was upset, and I started to read various white comics, kind of making fun of this shit. You know, talking about looters and and just kind of white comics not, wanting to make the first awful joke. Yeah, which and every I, time something happens, there's a race to the first awful joke on right. Twitter. And I mean, I wasn't necessarily caring about the jokes as much as I was caring about the the way the jokes were being handled. And then I was also seeing, like, they weren't posting about black lives. They weren't posting in support of destroying systemic racism. So I started to feel like, okay, these people aren't just insensitive, but they actually just don't care and want black people to die. And so then people, I I just made a list of three people, really, who I was like, well, these people here have offended me. I remember seeing the list of just three yeah. I think I blinked and refreshed, and it was like eight. <laughs> yeah. So then after I posted the first three, people started sending me screenshots of other uh, comics. And then all of a sudden, the comments just started flooding, and people started posting the screenshots and, and talking about times that they were at this gig or at this show and this com- this white comic did this racist thing to them. And the list just exploded. And I don't know where it's at now. It's got to be at like 80 People, maybe not. Maybe it's like thirty or forty people, and I'm sure there's hundreds and hundreds more. By the way, this list is ongoing; it will stay up on my page till the day I die or the day I'm removed from Facebook. Total. 
uh, well, God, God bless you. You know, uh, I, I, I was not uh, kidding when I liken you to Martin Luther. Um, you know, because that motherfucker had to run. <laughs> what people don't remember about that is he had to run and go into hiding uh, because the Catholic Church didn't think that was funny. So what was the uh, comic world's reaction to you naming names, naming racists? I mean, obviously, you know, comedians of color, Jewish comedians were appreciating it. And they were using, and then there was a lot of white comics who were using me as a vessel to talk about someone who maybe they opened for or something like that and who they know are racist, but they didn't feel safe outing them, right? And me personally, number one, I never was a part of this whole gatekeeper crony shit like i know all these guys not because i tried to be in michael Che's crew or this guy's crew or anything like that you know what i mean like i've always been pretty dolo on my own and and then i started my own comedy festival i started the Hong Kong festival just because i noticed that there was a lack of black representation and people of color representation in the comedy community so my whole route into right comedy, there needed to be there needed to be work for y'all outside of the quota Right. You know what I mean? And so my whole route into comedy and dealing with comedy has always been at at uh, in opposition to that that um, good old boy network and this gatekeeper uh, system. So for me, it was never like I was never afraid of that. And so I'm definitely not afraid of it when I'm fucking super angry that black people are just being murdered with impunity and you think it's funny. So. So. Sure. Uh, uh, so for me, this was like, oh, OK, yeah. You know, let's do this. So what um, I'm hearing is a lot of people, there was excitement. A lot of people jumped in and gave you names. And the, the list now is at 80 or whatever. But what about the, uh, can you speak to, because I don't think a lot of people know this outside of the comedy world, the tradition of not naming names and right. the tradition of letting comedians be comedians and I'm, giving them absolute immunity to their shit being checked by the PC police right. uh, or be immune from having to be sensitive and that, to um, the audience. Right. That goes back to something that I do hold dear, which is that the comedian, the jester is 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 there, um, is always in danger, right? And you want to protect that idea that we can make fun of things and that we can have a sense of humor and that, you know, Lenny Bruce and, you know, even the early, you know, film writers, uh, you know, uh, who were, you know, blacklisted because they were, you know, communist or socialist or wanted a union. I mean, there's no union for comedians. There's a writer's union, there's an actor's union, but there's no union for comedians. So comedians are always hmm. very tense and scared of that concept of just being like okay the bookers are not going to book you and i had i got threatened by a couple bookers um over this you know uh and, and you you actually posted people threatening you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then they would you message posted me on the same facebook page them saying bro right. you don't do this what right. are you doing think about it and then i would put them on the list and then i was getting messaged back like oh please 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 take me off the list and i would tell them when you have to <laughs> fucking you know apologize and erase your fucking threat to me you know what i mean like and, and see that's the thing like th i am not beholden to any of these people i you know right. i came from money already i didn't do comedy because i wanted to be rich and famous i'm fly without that shit so for me it's like you know what i mean like a lot of these guys get into it so they can fuck chicks and you know so they can finally find the courage to say the things they couldn't say to their fathers i've done this you know what i mean like so for me it's it, there, there is no intimidation um and so mm -hmm. yeah so i was like 
let's name names. And I got that that blowback from basically people who want to protect racists. And if you want to protect racists, then to me, yeah. you're just as bad as them. So I don't really need your your, yeah. your 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 work. And I don't really need your fan base. And then but for the most part, I was getting nothing but love. For the most part, I, I was getting nothing but support. And a lot of people being in my DMs, like, you know, thank you for doing this. Um, and telling me about really tra- traumatic situations that they were afraid to speak on or afraid to be about. And that to me is, that's the crux of white supremacy right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this, is this, uh, mental torture of, 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 right. of, of needing the white system, needing the white man, needing the plantation. So I don't really know if I should run off. I don't really know if I should burn it down. And I mean, I guess you're developing, I mean, cause we talked about this on the Chappelle, uh, podcast about what is, what is the line between a racist joke, uh, and a racial joke. Uh, and I think maybe, you know, one new formula of this is, um, if what your joke is doing or if what your act is doing or your whole shtick, right? If what your shtick is doing is perpetuating, uh, the supreme white supremacy, uh, then it's fucking racist and you deserve to be called out. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to saying dumb shit about races, which you do often, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I There's don't a difference between dumb shit not in not in furtherance of supremacy, right? And yeah. dumb shit in furtherance of supremacy. And there's also like just professionalism and reading a room, like you know what I mean. Like it's it's right. like right now we're in in uprising. Right now we're in a racial crisis, and we're all dealing. And people with, are hurting, and we're hurting, and we're dealing with a pandemic. And now you want to be cruel? That you know, even in a real room, that wouldn't get a laugh. Yeah. That yeah. might get you punched yeah. in the face. So, and you probably wouldn't do it in a room. And you probably wouldn't do it in a room. You're doing it behind your keyboard. And you're using the anonymity of and the distance of Facebook right. to and say some pandemic. awful shit and, and hurt people. And the pandemic and the quarantine to be able to do your shitty podcast or do whatever. And, and yeah, and hurt people. So um, I just wasn't with it. And <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad I, applaud, I, I applaud you, brother. And uh, one of the things that you talked about, you, you kind of just mentioned, is an interesting <laughs> aspect of your list is that uh you actually facilitated the redemption of some yeah. of the people that you put up on the list i did um and so calling out comedians for being racist facilitating redemption hmm what does that sound like be real naruda well you were inspired by this show <laughs> definitely definitely inspired by uh by you by you advocates you devil's advocates um and definitely inspired by the fact that the devil don't really need no advocate right like if 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 mm-hmm. if if you're telling the truth you're telling the truth um and if you're really right. trying to find the truth you're trying to find the truth so so i think what really happened with the redemption portion was like you know, why, you know, people who were less concerned about being called a racist and more concerned about why they were being called a racist and were willing to try to listen and were willing to try to understand um, those that came what they correct. were saying was cruel and what they were saying was um, was racist, <laughs> you know, and, right. and those people did make it off the list. You know, we had conversations. Some some of them were very easy. They had to have conversations with their other white friends, too, and and just mm-hmm. kind of figure out what. What's going on? Because it's look, I don't want to give white people an excuse to not understand racism after 450 years now. Like, you know what I mean? Like you should. Right, yeah. 
And it's definitely not any black person's yeah. job to open up their trauma to teach you anything. I mean, that just continues sure. the cycle of being ba- of, right. of babying white folk. And, and basically the, the underlying foundation of white supremacy is the mammy of us, you know, is us being. If we, if we have to prove it now, you are putting on blinders. Right. You are willfully blind. Right. And so there's people who double down. There's people who don't want to listen. And those people stay on the list. But the people who um, apologize and, and, and took in what I was saying to them and, uh, and I also made them erase that shit, made them delete these fucking racist posts. Um, those people. Wow. Uh, so you people, actually you actually made <clears throat> the Internet a better place. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, in a very small way, very slim, very slim way. I mean, and honestly, you know, and this is what I was explaining on the other uh, show was that, like, this wasn't to attack anyone. Like, if you want to be racist, if you want to work with racist, I didn't say you don't book these people. You can do whatever you want. There's be plenty of work for you. <laughs> yeah, this, obviously, this is one of the most racist countries in the world. Like they, you, they, you will have yeah. a gig, but um, yeah, it's what it was really for were for people of color in the community, black people, black comedians um, was for them to watch out, to know that this person, yeah. if, if you're on a show, if you're, or if you're both going for an audition, yeah. this person does not give a fuck about you and they will do or say right. whatever because they don't care about yeah. your humanity. And so yeah. it was, it was more so just a protection. It was, it was, it was more selfish than it was um, benevolent. So in the wake of your righteous shenanigans, uh, <laughs> someone decided to come after you on the internets and actually started a hate page dedicated to you. <laughs> right, right. Tell us it was about great. that. Um, yeah, so I still don't fully know exactly who, which comic it was. We have our suspicions, but whatever. I mean, that doesn't even matter. But yeah, they started a they started a a racist list of their own, which is just a bunch of comics of color and Jewish comics and uh, basically liberal comics uh, who are all great and, uh, and, and, and just posted and made a, uh, a page for that. We actually took down one in like a couple minutes and then they just bought a new uh, domain or whatever. Domain. Um, and it was great. I mean, I loved it. And they, they have these little blurbs about each person and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was basically a list of good comics who care about other people. And uh, that's how dumb being a racist is, is that you don't even understand that you're actually yeah. making me more famous. And yeah, so and I had that, that happened. And then I had a bunch of people like comment on my Instagram and my YouTube page. But what they didn't realize was that they were bringing up my views. <laughs> so like I had yeah. like. I had like what, like twenty views. Like I don't even like keep haters my... were literally helping you. Yeah, like you know, and they knocked it up to like two, three hundred views on one video. But it's all hate, like comments. And then I just like and love the comments. And then one person wrote, "Wow, I didn't see, I didn't know that you would take it like that." I'm like, yeah, because I don't have the hate. <laughs> you do, you idiot. Yeah, you know? I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So whom shall I fear? Yeah. I also, uh, so oh, sorry. Can I just say one more thing? Go ahead, go ahead. Also, I don't yeah. hate racists. Like, I hate racism. I hate systemic racism. But racists, sure. to me, are just idiots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't even and, consider myself you know, a liberal. I, you know, I This don't... gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. This gets thrown around a lot. And I know a lot of people are being bombarded by the idea that so many, so many things, so many racist things in America are being brought to light. Right. And there's a, there's people who have like the accumulation of these things 
weighing down on their soul and their spirit. Mm. And I always say to those people, hey, sunlight, is, and this is, this is trite and is acne at this point, but sunlight is the best disinfectant. Right. Um, now that everybody knows that this is there, we can start to take actionable uh, steps to remove them, to, to delegitimize these things, to right. take away the power of these things. And so, I mean, I think one of the things that you're doing is um, you know, comedians can, can decide uh, who to be like and they rip off each other and they are inspired by each other. And maybe someone is going to say, hey, you know what? This isn't the way to go. You know, uh, maybe this guy's funny, but this is, this is what I don't want to be. Right. And maybe what your list is doing is influencing and starting a conversation about what comedy shouldn't be uh, or aspire to or yeah. what comedians who are about truth and and moving on our society, comedies who are about that will distance themselves from. You know, because, I mean, I think that it is a safe haven for the misfits, for the crazies, for the silly and the wackies. You know, it's definitely a place where... If when you become a comedian or when you just start to work in that industry, you're going to meet some weirdos, you know, you're going to meet some people who are like, yeah. okay, you can't do anything else but this. And <laughs> I don't even know you should be doing this. Um, but yeah. uh, at the same token, we've got a real seedy thing in it. You know, there's a bunch of rapists. There's a bunch of There's people who take umbrage. There's people who take shelter in the fact that they're allowed to say whatever the hell they want, to, right. no matter how bad it it sounds. And that they're supposed to be shocking and wild and they're doing right, some yeah. sick stuff. And so, and I, I, look, I am not the county police. I am not trying to clean up comedy. You know what I mean? Again, right. book who you want to book. If you want to book a dude who likes to fuck little girls, go do you. I'm not going to that show and I don't want to be on that show and I don't want to work with that person. But if you don't have the, right. you, you, if you have the stomach for it, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to judge nobody. Do yeah. you? But, yeah. um, but for me, I just think it's getting kind of out of hand and I don't, I don't want, you know, my friends and family to not feel safe in a comedy club. I don't, I mean, that seems ridiculous to me, you know, um, that seems crazy. I have a 16 year old daughter. This shit just came out about Chris D'Elia and Jeffrey Ross dating, you know, 15 year old fans who come to the shows. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Like, what are you crazy? I was going to say Chris D'Elia, but then I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I name names. I name names. That's right. That's uh, right. So <laughs> come on. Um, so I, I, while I have you here, um, and thank you for taking the time out. I know you're in between DC and New York. You're doing things. You're making moves. You're uh, you're working hard. So I'm glad that you took the time to to um, you know call in and have this interview with us. I want to abuse you for another uh, minute or two. Okay. Uh, while I have you here, since you did a uh, uh, the Chappelle podcast, uh, the now retired TBT format, we're going to do a little mini TBT at the end of this uh, interview. What did you think about uh, 846, the Chappelle, um, the 20-minute, the, the peculiar 20-minute special mm -hmm. that Chappelle put out, Dave Chappelle put out uh, in the aftermath of the George Floyd murder? Um, what'd you think? Uh, what's your take on it? Well, I didn't really find it that peculiar. Um, I, I found it. Well, 20 minutes is a weird, is a weird set. I right? mean, uh, not really, not really. I mean, to most things, that it's you a publish, weird set to put out. Yeah. Most things that you publish would be like a half hour, hour. 
I mean, based on, right. you know, old rules, but we're, you know, the whole world is changing now. I mean, people go to school. Oh, so there was that. like five jokes in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I found that cathartic because first of all, sure. I don't, I don't know, you know, it was definitely some type of cat skill, Henny Youngman comedian that made this whole rule of, you know, you got to have a joke every 20 seconds and four jokes to a minute and a five minute bit and. You know what I mean? Like that that whole thing to build up to an hour and, you know, it just got to keep the, mm-hmm. the laughs coming. Um, it, getting all jokey, jokey. I think, first of all, Nanette, which I didn't, wasn't really my speed, but I definitely feel like that was the turning point in a lot of stand up where now it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be joke, 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 beat, joke, 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 beat. You know what I mean? Like right. it can, it right. can, it can look all types of forms. And then number two, I don't really think that was a comedy special like uh, that he did. I right. think I think that was that was um, part call to arms, part just healing. Right. Um, words, just words to to console us at a time when it you know I, I was losing it. Like people are losing it, and we're stuck in the house, or we and have I, to I, wear masks, and when we can't touch anything, we can't go yeah. see our friends and family. We can't. You know what I mean? Like we can't be together. Unless we're raging, protesting, and 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 fighting and risking our lives uh, with COVID and the cops, uh, so I mean, and one of the things that I, I found really interesting about it is that I usually am critical of Chappelle punting on being a role model or being a spokesperson, but I think what he said was great, which is the kids are all right, the kids are doing just fine mm-hmm. um, without without him leading. Yeah. Um, that Black Lives Matter really knows better than any of us yeah. um, what needs to be done because their efforts are working. I mean, you remember, you know, when when we were younger and we we got Obama in office, we were up in Reading, Pennsylvania. Sure. I remember when I'm at the you know wait, motherfucker. <laughs> right. I remember when I was at the new school and uh, doing the Occupy podcast. I mean, Occupy podcast, Occupy Wall Street protest. Wall Street. Sit, yeah. You know, sitting in um in that park. So, I mean, that's when you have the energy to do that. And then on top of that, yeah. ain't nobody got nothing else to do. They didn't get their graduation. They didn't get their prom. Yeah. They can't go, you know, yeah. rage and party. And you know what I mean? There's no sports. You know, these kids didn't get to play the fucking NCAA tournament. Like the thing that these kids yeah. have been leading their whole fucking lives to do. So everybody is very yeah. angry and, and very frustrated and they got time. And, um, and so there's adults out there, but I think that. Yeah, for the most part, this is their fight because they've been mad yeah, since we've been mad. They have more skin skin in the game. They have more skin in the game because they're going to be around this world much longer than we are. Right. And you know, they got another 70, 80, 90 years in this shit. Right. And you and I, if we do everything right, we we may have another uh, 50. <laughs> right. And 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 the internet, like when when I was a kid, I didn't have access to information this quickly. And and you know, we just talked about Juneteenth. Juneteenth wouldn't have happened with the internet. It with Facebook, every motherfucking nigga would have known. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's time to get the fuck up out of here, master. Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We free. Oh yeah. We talking about go back to work? No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. niggas would have got iPhone updates. Like oh shit. Oh this shit a wrap. Okay. It would. It wouldn't have been the great migration. It would have been the great bouncing. Bouncing. You know what I'm saying? They, everybody would have been up and bounced. Bounced. You know what I mean? So yeah. That is a whole new type of human that's out there right now, and dealing with a whole new. A bunch? And they're just fucking better at this than us. Yeah. They just are. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so I'm not worried. All right, so we'll 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 stick back and do the philosophy and and stand up philosophy like you do. Uh, we'll stick back and do that shit. And those kids on the front lines know exactly what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, uh, they don't need me getting uh, my fat ass in the way. <laughs> no, they don't need us, man. Um, all right, so uh, much love, man. I'm uh, thank you so much for uh, calling in, and we'll talk soon when you come back to New York. And uh, we're in the uh, the after times. Uh, we'll get up and we'll get a drink, man. Okay, cool. Can't wait. All right, be peace. Be good, man. Later.